honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Weekend Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today, as once again, I'm getting sick and tired of losing to Ricky Rubio and the Utah Jazz. The Wolves go 1-2 and two this week, losing both games to Utah and barely squeaking by Memphis. All in all, to sum it up, not a good week. Not a good week at all. Uh, if you're trying to make the playoffs, this is not how you do it. Uh, Utah, what, 7th seed in the West, 8th seed in the West, something along those lines, 6th seed. You don't get it done by losing a home-and-home, home, losing both of them. It's just ridiculous. So, And, of course, yes, we get all happy with ourselves with by making a comeback and still losing on the road in Utah. And then we play fairly well in the home game, and then the floodgates open, and Utah just kind of has their way after that, so, I don't know, not good basketball this past week at all, I mean, you barely beat Memphis, you had a nice lead on them for a little while there, and then you just let them back in, and, ah, uh, I don't know, not a fun week, and I'm not in a good mood when it comes to the Timberwolves at the moment after this week. Ah, <sighs> Friday the 25th of January, Minnesota headed to Salt Lake City, wasn't it great? It was a fun game in the fourth quarter. Nice fourth quarter, but that third quarter is really what did the Wolves in. I mean, the Wolves were hanging in there the whole game. Did a pretty good job. Utah built a decent lead. The Wolves hung in there. And then you get uh, get crunched in the third quarter. You outscore Utah. You almost double their score. In fact, you do double their score. 33-16 to in the fourth, but you still don't finish the job at the end of the day. Wiggins, well, Wiggins played very well against Utah for the most part. But then again, did he? No, he didn't. He's just too many field goal attempts. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns extremely efficient, 12 of 19 and all that. Great game in that sense, but I don't know, an overall frustrating type of game. You got to see uh, some entertaining stuff happening. You got to see uh, Taj Gibson get ejected in the game. Two technicals on the same call, of course. Didn't get a foul he wanted. I've never seen Taj Gibson get this mad. I've never seen it where he's literally trying to run at the referee after like leaving the court and everything. It was Kind of surprising, but I suppose things can set people off. Uh, he was going Abe Bleeper. He had to basically cover up his mouth, so he was going, <laughs> cursing all over the place. Well, it happens sometimes. Um, the Timberwolves are kind of like the Golden Gophers right now, where you have one point guard who's kind of a backup, you know, obviously. Jared Bayless, he's had some success, in, including places like Memphis and such, where he played very well this past week. He had an eight assist game, or excuse me, eight rebound game, five assists. He can kind of do it all, so to speak, but he's not a particularly good shooter. He's kind of inconsistent, and that's why he's more of a backup type of guy. He's had some success in the league before, and he was a fairly, you know, he was supposed to go higher in the draft than he did back in 2008. Uh, four of 14 from the floor. Definitely not his best game. Wiggins, though, is rebounding over seven and a half a game since Mr. Uh, Ryan Saunders took over. You're seeing much more effort from this guy. 11 rebounds in this game. 11. I bet you didn't see that coming. 11 rebounds from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, that's pretty good. But unfortunately, again, I mean, are you ready for this stat? Are you ready? The uh, Joey, Paladino Joey uh, <laughs> efficiency ratio. 26 field goal attempts to 21 points. That's, uh, yeah, that's bad. Um, really, it took him 26 shots to score 21 points. 8 of 26. Just kind of forcing up little, those same old long fadeaway, whatever the heck they are, two-point shots. He loves his shot. Remember how he said that before? And it's just bouncing out, bouncing out, bouncing out, bouncing out, bouncing out. And that's basically how this was. Um, I'm glad he got his 21 points. I'm even more happy he got three offensive rebounds in the game. That was great. Very aggressive on the boards. 11. He led the Timberwolves in rebounds in this game. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins led the Timberwolves in rebounds in the game. But again, I mean, yuck. Yuck. Uh, wonderful fourth quarter for the Timberwolves. Unfortunately, you come up short. You're a little frustrated. Uh, we're heading towards the trade deadline. Going to kind of talk about a teeny bit. I mean, I, I just, I have no idea who the Wolves are trading for. There is just nothing out there at the moment. You'd think a point guard. And yes, the Timberwolves did sign Isaiah Cannon. It looks like Canaan, like in the Bible, of course, the land of Canaan. And uh, Canaan came in and all that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the land of Canaan. 
where the Israelites go and all that. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, yes, uh, Isaiah Cannon was brought in for the reasoning, well, the Timberwolves just have no point guard other than Jared Bayless. You're putting Wiggins at point guard at times just to bring the ball up the floor. You can't put a Kogi there. His ball handling's questionable at best. I mean, that's all you got. Yeah, that's all you got. I mean, Jared Terrell might bring it up a little bit here and there. I mean, Derek Rose has had ankle soreness forever. Uh, Mr. Ty- Mr. Tyus Jones hurt his ankle pretty bad in Philadelphia. He hasn't returned since. And Jeff Teague is just a myth. I don't know if Jeff Teague exists anymore. He's turning into the next, uh, I, I, I don't know, Sasquatch? I don't know. He was an Iron Man in this league, and he's not anymore. And unfortunately, we're probably stuck with him next year for $19 million again. When Jeff Teague is healthy, I like him. I like Jeff Teague. When he's healthy and he's consistent and all that, he can be a pretty damn good player, obviously. He certainly sets other players up well. He's competitive on occasion. You get the feeling he's not trying, but oh, he is. Jeff Teague is trying. Just sometimes he's just not good. That's just all there is to say on occasion. Tyus Jones always tries, and he's intelligent, this and that. But no, I mean, they're like the Golden Gophers right now, where Richard Pitino rooted, uh, recruited pardon me, Nate Washington out of New York as the top player in the state of New York, which is, yeah, Marbury level, you'd think. And he's not. He's just not. He's been a massive disappointment. And you're having Mr. Coffee, <laughs> Not Richard Coffee, but his son, Amir <laughs> Coffee, at point guard on occasion. A small forward playing point guard on occasion when the other guy is not in there. The other guy, like the Jared Bayless of the Gophers, basically, or the guy you thought was the Jared Bayless of the Gophers, ends up being the top gun, the Jeff Teague instead, or the Derrick Rose, uh, because Nate Washington is such a huge bust until the most recent game he was okay. And there you go. I mean, you ha- you're having small forwards as the backup point guard when Jared Bayless obviously has to rest, and the guy's leading the team in minutes, 40 minutes a night for Jared Bayless. A guy who was look, look who felt like he was left for dead at the press conference. I mean, everybody kind of felt the felt it for the poor guy, like the fourth point guard. But well, now you got Isaiah Cannon at least, so that's nice. Ten day contract for Isaiah Cannon, which also tells you none of those other guys are coming back in a in a quick hurry. Um, Jared Bayless clearly can play in this league. Obviously, he's got the energy, he's got the pedigree, he certainly puts in the effort. Loves the game, blah blah blah. He's like the Case Keenum for the Timberwolves, I guess. Just maybe not as. Not as a legendary uh, season as Case Keenum had for the Vikings in 2017. But you get the idea. A guy who's kind of a backup, kind of a starter, kind of a backup, kind of a starter. Rough around the edges, but hey, you know, he gives you the effort. He's a classic guy. In football, we call it the backyard football. In basketball, we call it a street baller, I I guess you could say. Out at the park or out in the street shooting hoops and all that with those chain nets. Street baller. I I, I could see Jared Bayless being kind of like that back in the day. Um... And that's kind of how things are with the Timberwolves right now at the point guard position. Um, I don't know. I mean, Jared Terrell gave you a whole lot of nothing in the game. But, I mean, you can only expect so much. On occasion, he's he's a factor. He can hit some shots. But in this game, he did not. And overall, there was nothing really special about this. And Dario Saric, I'm just, I'm sorry. The guy is lifeless. And it's so sad because you know he's talented. But we're not seeing it. 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Are, are, Are you listening to this? 17 minutes. One rebound, one personal foul, 0 for 4 from the floor. Are you kidding? I, I, really? So, yes. Dario Saric needs to get the lead out of his pants in a quick hurry. Let's get off this game. The Wolves played good, had a good effort and all that. And you get the Twitter account saying, hey, don't question our heart after that nice comeback in the fourth quarter after we stunk hardcore in the third. Yeah, but we still lost, though. Don't question our heart after we win. Don't tweet out, don't question our heart by coming back and still losing, okay? Finish the comeback and then tell us, don't question the heart. That's really, really poor (laughs) PR right there, I think, whoever tweeted that for the Timberwolves this past week. I don't understand it. Imbecilic. So let's get to Sunday after the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl that rained everybody out in Orlando, Florida. NFL, move the Pro Bowl back to Hawaii. I mean, I would not want to go to Orlando, Florida. For, for, forget that crap. It's like raining season, so to speak. I would rather be in Hawaii 10 out of 10 times over Orlando, Florida. I mean, and it rained on them the whole bleeping time. It's 50 degrees. That's not Pro Bowl weather, folks. Just nonstop rain. Maybe a little rain in Hawaii, but yeah. Why am I talking about football? I guess because this was after that game, and this game stunk too. In the Target Center, the Wolves losing by a lot of points to the Utah Jazz at Target Center. 
Does it sound familiar? And of course, wearing those sunset uniforms, which a lot of you hate. I don't mind them. They're weird, and they're they're out of, you know, they're unorthodox, so to speak. I mean, they look completely different than anything the Utah Jazz have ever worn. But, I don't know, it's different. I like it. I like sunsets. You know, it's, it's, it's the golden hour, so to speak, as they say, when the sun's setting. Can you tell them? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about these stupid games. Gosh, it looks like the fans weren't that interested either. 14,500 people at the game. Don't blame you. And, again, I don't... Whatever. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a nice game, was very solid. Uh, Ricky Rubio looked like he was just just back out on a mission again, and I respect Rubio. I don't love Rubio. I respect Rubio. I respect uh, how him and uh, Ryan Saunders had a nice bond, a special bond. It would have been kind of cool seeing them work together. We could sure use Ricky Rubio at the moment, for obvious reasons, but um, I don't know. <laughs> but no, the special bond. I mean, Rubio's mother wasn't doing well with the cancer, and of course, Mr. Uh, Flip Saunders, of all people, was, well, I mean, you thought he was going to be okay, and then he just wasn't, and then he really wasn't, and uh, I'm still sick about that. I'm not going to lie, I'm still sick about that one. You just think, okay, he has this, but it's very beatable, he's going to get it done, and then something weird happens in September, and it's just, ah, you know, that's, I mean, life is really messed up sometimes, just these curveballs, these black holes you get sucked down into, it's ridiculous. Uh, Andrew Wiggins did have a wonderful game, though. Yes, he did. For 35 points, he was aggressive. He was attacking the basket. He was hitting shots. He only attempted 23 shots. I made 35 points in the game. So, slightly better. Just a little bit, right? Carl only got six rebounds in the game, but Saric had 11. So, at least you got the rebounding from Dario Saric, which I appreciated. But, again, offensively, the guy is just non-existent. He made one three-point shot in 30 minutes. He made one basket in 30 minutes. Luckily, it was a three-pointer. And he did give you the effort in the uh, the rebounding category. Luol Deng, 25 minutes and 15 points for Luol Deng. Luol Deng. Remember Luol Deng of the Chicago Bulls when he was like a 20-point-a-game kind of guy? 22 points a game? Wow, that's about... Yeah, I mean, he looked kind of like him a little bit. Obviously significantly older and, you know, damaged goods, blah, 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 over the years. But clearly a guy that deserves to play versus just running on the bench the last two years with the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I know a lot of times the fear is he's just going to get hurt again, blah, 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 a la Derrick Rose, he just gets banged up, you know, luckily he doesn't get the major injury, knock on wood, wherever wood is, over there if you can hear it, yeah, um, but no, I mean, the people were figuring probably he would just get another nagging injury and miss time if you play him too much, but, and of course, Car- uh, Tom Thibodeau doesn't play anybody outside of a bleeping seven-man rotation, which makes no sense at all, uh, Maybe eight if you're lucky, but this has been a pretty solid nine-man rotation for uh, Ryan Saunders. Occasionally, you get 10 to 12 guys in the game, uh, but Luol Deng, I mean, showing he still got it, uh, obviously, 15 points off the bench. This wasn't a good game, though. Uh, kind of from the get-go, you could kind of feel it. The first half was okay, but the, the Jazz continued to pull away, pull away, pull away. Carl had some big moments. Remember, 33 points in the previous game, 25 in this one. An overall really nice week for Carl Anthony Towns. Despite an awful first half against Memphis, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Jared Bayless continuing to put up starting point guard numbers, 36 minutes and all that. Now, he didn't get to the 40 mark this time, which is nice, but, well, I don't know. Uh, Wiggins was awesome, though. I, I have to say he was awesome. Only three rebounds, but nobody really rebounded in this game. I mean, Carl, again, six rebounds in 36 minutes, so that's crazy. He had more assists than rebounds <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. He's a nice shooting guard. See, you, you think Carl Anthony Towns is a shooting guard. Three, three of four from downtown, 22 points, seven assists, and uh, six rebounds. He's a shooting guard. Oh, but he got three blocks. Okay, he must be a really tall shooting guard or like a Josh Smith, maybe a really aggressive kind of a shooting guard. But I don't know. I don't know. But nice, solid game from Jared Bayless. He's, he's just, I like his effort, and he actually was hitting his three in this game. The guy is so bleeping inconsistent. Uh, but when he's good, he's good. And he's worthy of minutes in this league, obviously, as you can see. Jared Bayless is worthy of minutes. It's just, again, he's rough around the edges. He's a Case Keenum type of a point guard, we'll say. Rough around the edges, but capable of doing some good stuff. Again, compare the backyard football to street street ball. You know, just that, that hardcore effort out there. Oh, he scraped your knee, but you're playing your butt off anyway. You're not crying on the on the bench somewhere saying, woe is me. Um, but uh, Jared Bayless, nice effort and all that. Uh, nice effort in the game, but again, a yucky finish in the fourth quarter. 
And I don't know. It's just I loved Wiggins' game. I loved it. And it's sad to see it go to waste. Um, I don't know. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, 6 of 10, obviously, you know, covered well. Uh, Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player. We all know. But clearly, Carl's capable of scoring on him. And he did it significantly in the previous game in that nice comeback on the road. And this game, it's just the way things finished was, wow. I mean, the Jazz looked like the freaking Harlem Globetrotters in that fourth quarter. And Rubio was obviously, yeah, the star of the show in, in that sense in that fourth quarter. He did make one bleep and three in the game. But again, the wonderful passing, setting other players up. And basically the whole team moving that ball around. I mean, even Rudy Gobert, four assists. Donovan Mitchell, five. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles out of Australia, six assists in the game. Again, Harlem Globetrotter basketball for the Giaz. 30 assists for the Giaz in the game. Timberwolves, 22. So, okay. I don't know. Just, ah, you know, I, I don't like the way the Timberwolves played this week. I really don't. I like their fourth quarter in the, in Utah, but other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? The Memphis game was the worst of all because they're not as good as the Jazz. And they're tanking. They're tanking. And Mr. Uh, <laughs> Wayno, Wayne Hunt of the Courtside Podcast knows they're tanking, even, they, even though they have some good moments here and there. Conley's kind of got a Wiggins-like contract. In fact, pretty much you could say it to a T. It's a Wiggins-like contract, though I'm sure Wayne Hunt would punch me in the face for even comparing the two at this moment because Conley's a hell of a player. I think Wiggins is a hell of a player, too, but a lot of you are frustrated and think his effort is uh, lacking. Conley torched the Wolves in this game. He was awesome. I almost forgot he existed because he missed the whole bleeping year last year. And this guy named Justin Holiday missed everything he shot. Ho of 10 in the game, so that helped the Wolves' cause, but he did other things here and there, but uh, definitely a non-factor. Uh, the way this game started and all that, well, okay, the Timberwolves took a nice lead and all that, but then Carl Anthony Towns was doing absolutely nothing, and he was getting completely manhandled and kept in place, literally put in his place, so to speak, by Marcus Gasol throughout the entire first half. Uh, Gasol ended up finishing on 19 points, and he ended up playing 43 minutes in the game. So it's like they're kind of tanking and they're kind of not. Uh, Jaron Jackson also, a, frustra- <laughs> a frustration out there. Uh, Michael Green only managed to get in the game for five minutes. That's strange. After the way he owned us the last couple of years, I'm not sure what that's all about. I'm kind of confused, actually. I'm kind of confused. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Jared Bayless, this was one of his former clubs, one of many. Led the club in minutes again, 43 minutes, 12 assists in the game. Did not like his shot selection in the end. And one of six from downtown is annoying. Uh, the decision the final shot decision, so to speak. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But luckily, someone else was able to clean up the mess and uh, send the Wolves home with a win. (sighs) Yeah, boy. Andrew Wiggins is just... He comes back from that 35-point game in Target Center just a few days earlier. This is, of course, Wednesday night, the 30th of January as we wrap up the month. It is February 1st today as we're recording this show. Um, Yuck. This was just really boring basketball, man. I mean, 44-44 at the half. I mean, we're talking boring, folks. We're talking lame-o, lame sauce. 44-44. I mean, it's like the third quarter, and you look at the score, and it's like it's not halftime yet, right? And it's the third quarter is almost over. That's the kind of game this was. Um, what was I getting to? Andrew Wiggins. Boy. Boy, let's, 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 let's dig out. Let's rip out that, let's whip out that Paladino Live, uh, Paladin Joey, Paladino Joey uh, ratio again. 12 points, 19 field goal attempts for Andrew Wiggins. What? I mean, that's freaking awful. Andrew Wiggins, you are not passing my little analytics here. You're you're not. Not that that's much of an analytics. It's more of a ratio. And then Carl. Even Carl had had an awful game in that statistic. Field goal attempts, 17 points, 16. But uh, the the real awfulness of his first half is what matters here. The second half was awesome. And uh, all these points, all these points, all these rebounds, 16 and 10. You, you heard that, right? 16 and 10 and the two assists to go along with that. They are uh, all in the second half. Every single one of them, because in the first half, Carl Anthony Towns did not make a single shot. He did not get a single rebound. He got 10 rebounds in the second half. His effort was fantastic. Now Carl had three fouls in the first half. That's the only statistic that shows up in his full of freaking stat sheet in the first half, other than missed field goal attempts. Uh Got into foul trouble, big time. And ticky-tack calls here and there, tough calls. At the same time, maybe a little too aggressive was Carl. 
and some of them got faked out on those pump fakes and all that just kind of you know made contact and they're gonna call it every time and it just is what it is and blah 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 but he came out in the second half to his credit and finished the job thankfully in a game that probably should have been like say Memphis has 97 points it you know th- this game went to overtime and neither team made it to 100 points <laughs> four points for Memphis six for the Wolves that's a pretty old school stuff uh, at the end of the day old school in a bad way I love old school but this was not the good kind of old school <laughs> but Carl, very aggressive, some spectacular plays getting around guys, including Marcus Stoll and others along the way. That was fun. It was nice to see and all that. Marcus Stoll, of course, Jaron Jackson, Kyle Anderson, he got around the guys and he made some big plays. Did Mr. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, there was a Joe Kim Noah sighting. It was interesting. Like, who's this number 55 at Campy? And yes, it is. Joe Kim Noah, the only timber bull that never was, that never came to be. Oh, there's he's the only timber bull. <laughs> yeah, never came to be. So he's a uh, Memphis bull, I guess, at the end of the day. So thankfully, <laughs> God bless him and all that. But that would have gotten kind of silly. Um, nice to see Carl Anthony Towns overcome the demons a little bit with Marcus Sol after they were very much in play in the entire first half. But uh, nice to see Carl Anthony Towns come out with a bit of a vengeance in that second half and get the job done, including, well, Andrew Wiggins, well, in the, at the end of the at the end of the regulation, let's just say Jared Bayless, ah, I don't like him shooting the ball at the end of a game. Come on, I, you know, was he really that much of a hot hand? I mean, eight of nineteen, I guess he was okay, but it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. I don't know. I mean, you still probably want to go to Carl Anthony Towns, especially after you know the momentum he had in the second half and all that. I would have gone to Carl Anthony Towns one way or another rather than just having Jared Bayless dribble the clock out and put a shot up and then. Luckily for him, he got the rebound and had another attempt, but luckily uh, this was a harbinger for what was to come. On the positive end, Jerry Bayless, in this case, floats up an air ball way off to the side on his uh, little offensive rebound there. And then you have Andrew Wiggins taking the final shot, dribbling the ball out, dribbling the clock out, and taking a long two-pointer. In a game, he shot 4 of 19. I mean, I don't know. But there's Carl, and there he is. He's fading backwards, obviously, so he could get the shot off. Gets rid of it just in time. But the good news is Carl was squared up perfectly. It's not like he was off at all. He was kind of like putting some off-balance weird shot. He was squared up really well. And you had a feeling that thing was going to go in. And it did. And he did get it off in time. There was no <laughs> there was no whistle saying, oh, nope, he didn't make it. He got it off by about 0.2 seconds remaining, did Carl. A nice little rainbow from the baseline. It was a turn and fade. And again, he was squared up very nicely with his shoulders and put that sucker in for a game winner, which is great. They say it's the first walk-off since Garnett against Detroit, I believe, in the in 2007, I think. I'm not sure if I'm getting my details right, but, well, he hit a game-winning shot, did Carl. I believe there was no time left against the Portland Trailblazers like two years ago. So, I don't know. And, of course, Wiggins hit the game winner against um, the... Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, so I, I don't know. I don't think Garnett's the last guy to hit a walk-off shot, you know, back in the day. I don't know. I mean, we all saw the Wiggins shot, so I'm not sure where that statistic came up, but uh, maybe the last big man to do it. But again, again, I just said, Carl Anthony Towns over Portland, so I have no idea where people are getting this information. <laughs> I saw what I saw the last few years. Oklahoma, Portland, and then this one. Wolves escaped the game, scoring only 99 points. In, in the extra period total. With an extra period game, you only get 99 points and uh, wind up winning the game. Um, Memphis getting 97 points is one thing. The Wolves should have probably had like 112 at least. I mean, you got to beat this team by double digits. And the Wolves didn't. But, well, at least they won one game out of this week. Barely. Barely. They almost gave this one up after building a pretty sizable lead on occasion in that first half. And even in the second half. It was pretty irritating to see Memphis come back. With that said, the Lone Wolf, the Alpha Wolf Award of the Week is going to go to Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, That second half saved his bacon, and he hit the game-winning shot. Two great games against the Utah Jazz. Did very well against one of the best defensive players in the league in Rudy Gobert. All-star type of player with the longest arms in history, I swear. And he's 7-2. That helps as well. But, um, yeah, a shot-blocking, shot-changing force is Rudy Gobert with the Flans accent. And, of course, uh, Mr. Carl Anthony Towns winds up with the Alpha Wolf Award despite that awful first half. The fact he was able to kind of keep it together enough and not foul out. Wound up with five. And, uh, well, 
kept everything together, got the job done, and ended up helping the Wolves win the game in that second half. Because if he was as awful, anywhere near as awful as he was in the first half, the Wolves get blown out by Memphis and wind up with like 86 points or something in the game. What a joke. <laughs> the Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's got to go to Dario Saric. The guy needs to... What happened? I, I don't understand. I mean, he's been looked on to be a pretty good player. Now, of course... His numbers weren't that bad against Utah, but only four attempts. At least he made half of them. This was a respectable game, but then again, if it's one thing that's going well, he scored eight points in the 18 minutes, but only one rebound. So, I don't know. One night he's rebounding, the next night he's scoring. Blah, blah, blah. And it's disappointing, nonetheless. Uh, Isaiah Cannon got a little over a quarter in 13 minutes in his first uh, stint with the Timberwolves here. Number seven there. Only one assist during that time and made one three-pointer. So, Hopefully we can get more out of Isaiah Cannon, because I remember he frustrated us a year ago with the Phoenix Suns in a loss in the Valley of the Sun last year. A guy named Isaiah Cannon, and I kept calling him Canaan. <laughs> so, cool name and all that, but uh, God God bless him. So we'll see what happens in the next uh, during these upcoming games here with Isaiah Cannon as the backup point guard. And Dario, Dario Sarge, hopefully he can get a little more energy out there. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to the poor guy. So with that said, we'll take a break, preview three games, and head into fan interaction in segment number three. Hey, anybody out there that can play point guard? Anyone, please? Anyone? We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Time to preview a few games as we head into the month of February. As we continue to bemoan the fact that Timberwolves are completely lacking in the point guard position where just a few weeks ago we were overcrowded. Like, where are these guys going to play? Poor Jared Bayless, he'll never get any minutes. And Tyus Jones and all that. And Derek Rose and Jeff Teague. But then Teague has been hurt all the time. Rose gets banged up. And then even Tyus Jones' ankle is hurt pretty bad in Philadelphia. And now... Here we are. <laughs> well, we got Isaiah Cannon at least, and we know what he did to the Timberwolves last year with the Phoenix Suns. Hopefully he can do that to somebody this year. Now we get to play the first place Denver Nuggets on Saturday evening. The Denver Nuggets in Target Center, then head to Memphis. Uh-oh. And head to Orlando. That's interesting. So no Orlando-Miami, Florida two-step this time. It's Orlando and then off to New Orleans. Interesting. Very interesting there. As you think about that, it's almost always Orlando and then Miami. Hmm. Well, let's talk about those Denver Nuggets. I believe this is the first time we played these guys this year. Yes, it is. Hard to believe. Uh, 20 games above 500. Winning percentage at 7.00 for the Denver Nuggets. Three games ahead of the Oaktown, Oklahoma City Thunder, who are also playing fantastic. Again, I remember at the beginning of the season, I was saying you got to beat Oklahoma to make the playoffs. you got to beat Utah to make the playoffs. And, well, it doesn't look good right now in terms of beating Utah and all that. Uh, I don't think the Wolves are going to catch Houston. Obviously, they've certainly turned things around. It's a... Uh, uh, yeah, as much bullcrap as Mr. Harden gets away with, he gets away with it, and he continues to score at a record pace. Denver Nuggets, 4-1 and one in their last five, losing at Utah, which I guess everybody does lately, all of a sudden, 114-108. January 25th, they beat Phoenix, 132-95. Wow. Uh, beat Philadelphia, wow. In, in Denver, 126-110 on the 26th. They win at Memphis. Wow, that, just you go to Memphis and things slow down. It's grinded out basketball. It's always really low scoring. 95-92. See that? I mean, it's not just us. It's Memphis. Memphis is, whew. The neutral zone trap in hockey in Memphis. Uh, they're, they're well acquainted, apparently. <laughs> it's like a hockey term, but I'm just screwing around. January 30th at New Orleans. 105-99. Impressive win there. As New Orleans can be a factor, even though things are changing. Things are changing in New Orleans. Christoph Przingis also heading to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm not happy about it. It's not because <clears throat> I'm not hating on Dallas for making the move. I just don't want Dallas to get good again. I don't because, I don't know, uh, I don't want them to get good again. I don't like Mark Cuban, you know, whatever. My own personal reasons. I'm just not a fan. I thought I did years ago. I just, eh, I don't like Mark Cuban, okay? I don't like the Mavericks. I don't know. I don't like the Western Conference. I'm tired of everybody coming west. And, well, it's the New York Knicks. Your freaking management is just what it is. And there is a fox running around outside. There is a fox 
running around on the train track. He better get off that train track pretty soon. As there's a train track right outside my window here in Golden Valley. <laughs> Douglas Drive here. Um, wow, a fox. And yes, it's not the first time I've seen a fox, but it's still pretty cool and it's still pretty rare. So, yes, there are foxes in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Just so you know. That was cool. <laughs> yes, so where was I before that uh, amazing distraction? You think I'm going to edit that out? Hell no, am I editing that out. That was cool. What was I even talking about? Christoph Porzingis to the Dallas bleeping Mavericks. Dennis Smith Jr., which some people thought the Timberwolves may have had some interest in trading for. Well, he's going to the Knicks, and blah, blah, blah. DeAndre Jordan's going to the Knicks, and yeah, Wesley Matthews is going to the Knicks. That's okay, but basically the Knicks are trying to kind of sort of get ready for uh, free agency heading into the summer, and we're happy for him. I don't know. I mean, every time teams like Chicago New York think they're going to sign everybody, they just don't, and... That's just how it is. Uh, the management in New York has not been good for a long time. And this continues to show it. Kristaps Porzingis was the face of the New York Knicks. And now he gets to join Luka Doncic in Dallas, Texas. Well, I, I think I'll like that team more than the uh, the team with Steve Nash and all them. Oh, I wasn't a big fan. I really wasn't. I know everybody loved him. And I'm just a crotchety old SOB. I know. I don't care. I'm a crotchety old SOB. Go ahead and call me that. I really don't care, okay? <laughs> so be it. Go Lakers Celtics, damn it. Go Larry Bird. Go Magic. Okay? W what do you think of that? Let's talk about the Denver Nuggets. They're trying to be the Lakers and the Magic and the, 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 yeah, I don't know. They're good. The Denver Nuggets are awfully good. I didn't see them becoming a first place team. To think that this is the team the Timberwolves beat last year to make the postseason. It ain't happening this year. 20 games above 500. Nik Nikola Jokic has been a hell of a player. 20 points a game, 10.5 rebounds, 7.7 assists. He is uh, everything. He is Mr. Uh, Arvidas Sabonis. He is the Arvidas Sabonis of the Denver Nuggets. And he's not 35, 36, 37, 38 years old like Arvidas Sabonis was. He is a lot younger. Um, and Paul Millsap continues to, well, do his thing there. Nothing special, though. Not many blocked shots going on for the Denver Nuggets. Not one, not one soul is blocking one shot a game for the Denver Nuggets. It's mostly offense and some defense. But um, at the end of the day, they have some really nice, solid players. Gary Harris. His three-point percentage isn't good, but it always seems to pop up against us. Unfortunately, the son of a gun has missed 17, uh, 18 games over the years, or over this season, and that's unfortunate. Um, Jamal Murray obviously got some star potential here and there. Whew, distracting noise here. But uh, 18.5 points during the course of the season. And he's been scorching the net a little under 40%. Will Barton's a 40% three-point guy. Malik Beasley's 42%. Wow. Yeah, these guys hit threes. They certainly do. And Denver's always going to have a little bit of a run-and-gun style, for the most part, except when they had Dikembe Mutombo back in the day. Dikembe Mutombo. And, uh, but uh, Paul Millsap has stayed healthy. Of course, the numbers have dropped off the face of the earth compared to what he was not that long ago. He was a hell of a player years ago. Um... But again, yeah, he's not quite the same guy anymore, the all-star power forward guy that he was. Uh, Jokic, though, Jokic has been a hell of a player for Denver. I don't like the Wolves' chances against this team. Uh, you don't have uh, Mr. Jimmy Brothers saying, you can't bleep with me like he did last year, the 38-point game, and he looked him in the eye. I forget if it was Portland or Denver. It was one of the two where he had those big games in December, early December, and he said, you can't bleep with me. Pretty sure it was Denver. I think he was trash-talking to uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's a little cocksure player. He's a little on the cocksure side, but I'd take him on the Wolves right now. I really would. I really would take Jamal Murray on the Timberwolves right now versus uh, Chris Dunn. You know, I'd really take Jamal Murray on the Timberwolves right now versus Chris Dunn. <sighs> or Jamie Flippin' Butler. I almost dropped an F-bomb. Oh, you know, I really would. And Gary Harris, too. He's like the perfect shooting guard. Jamal Murray is kind of a do-everything stud athletic. He, you know, he, he sets other players up. He rebounds. His defense is adequate. Gary Harris is just a, cl a classic like, put the ball in the basket shooting guard. Will Barton is a guy who can also shoot, but unfortunately he's missed a significant amount of time. Remember, he was on that David Kahn money bag night. 2011, the money, the bag of money over there. Four million bucks to fire Kurt Rambis. You know, raising up money that night. Will Barton was one of the pieces 
that uh, did not come to the Timberwolves and ended up giving the Timberwolves cash to fire Kurt Rambis, which still, in some ways, was worth it because getting rid of Kurt Rambis was uh, worth it. Will the Wolves beat the Denver Nuggets? No, I'm not. I don't think so. I don't like the way the Wolves are playing right now. Um, it's going to be a higher scoring game. I gotta say, Denver's going to put the ball in the basket. The Wolves are going to make things interesting. Carl Anthony Towns usually has some pretty good games against this club. Wiggins on occasion does as well. I think Carl's going to continue playing well, very well. He's going to get upper 20s, low 30s. Wiggins, well, I mean, you're going to need that punch. You don't have the scoring punch from Derrick Rose now. You're going to need it from Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins needs to get upper 20s, low 30s with Carl Anthony Towns for the Timberwolves to win this game. Uh, Bayless, I expect, you know, another solid double-double-esque type of game. 18 points, 8 assists. But, uh, you know, if you're going to beat Denver, you got to take smart shots. you just simply got to put the ball in the basket, attack the basket, all that. But, again, you just hope and pray the guys are on. <laughs> They're just, you know, on, having a good night, this and that, from, from downtown. Um, you're going to need help. You're going to need help to beat this team. Josh Akogi is going to have to get in the, like, the, like a dozen points and play a good, solid, smart defense against Jamal Murray. Stay out of foul trouble tonight. <laughs> Not tonight, but... <laughs> Saturday night against the Denver Nuggets. Carl, that would be very, very helpful. With that said, the Nuggets win 124. I think they're going to put the ball in the basket hardcore. 124 to 116, something like that. I think Denver ends up winning the game, unfortunately. And now we move on quickly to play against the Grizz. The Memphis Grizz. The Memphis Grizz. And then you get to play Orlando on Thursday. Tuesday against the Grizzlies. couple days off. Sunday, to watch the Super Bowl and the Patriots get their sixth championship, I hope. I Seriously, I'm sorry, but I want the Patriots to win Monday after the Super Bowl. Again, a lot of uh, maybe some Patriots fans on the Wolves roster celebrating that win. And then you get to go ahead to Memphis and score 90 points again. <laughs> Memphis is like, yeah, they're just like, I, I, I don't know what they're like. You just go there and you, you, you just get stuck in quicksand. That's basically what the Memphis Grizzlies are. To their credit, that's impressive that they can keep teams under 100 points in this day and age. Extremely impressive. They kept the Nuggets under 100. The Nuggets under 100. They kept the Timberwolves, who have some capable offensive players, <laughs> under 100. That's impressive. So, there it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the game. I don't like the matchup. But I think the Wolves still find a way to win. I hope. If Mike Conley's hitting, though, if he's hitting and sticking from downtown, I think the Wolves are in trouble. The guy's obviously very capable of hitting shots. Marcus Sowell even hit a couple threes, as we know. So Michael Green, I don't know what happened to him. His minutes have dropped during the season, and he played, but five minutes in that Timberwolves game. Uh, five minutes in the game just on Wednesday here. I don't know, uh, but the Grizzlies have only beaten one team in their last five. That was Indiana at home, 106-103, but again, with Oladipo and his knee blowing up, unfortunately, the Pacers season is essentially over, and they were playing freaking great, and Oladipo was an all-star level player, and and now he's done, and ah, oh, I'm sad. I like Indiana. I like the Pacers. I like Oladipo. I didn't. I didn't like Oladipo on Orlando. On, on Indiana, absolutely perfect fit. Of course, the former Hoosier and all that. Oh man, I, I feel for him. Yeah, I, I never even got to talk about Oladipo. It's like I get into everything else, but then ah, oh, Oladipo. Mm. Just seeing the freaking Memphis Grizzlies beat uh, Indiana, it's like that triggered that memory. Oh, man. But they keep teams under 100. They really do. Um, impressive stuff. Three out of their last five, they kept Sacramento under 100. One of the top three-point shooting teams in the league, under 100. They give up 118 to Charlotte. That is, there is something funny about that Hornets team. They're, because of Kemba Walker, that guy just fights through stuff. And Indiana managed to score 103 points, if you can believe it. Indiana without Oladipo in uh, Memphis. So, Wolves got their work cut out for them because of this defensive team. They will be playing, them being the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, they'll be playing the Hornets tonight, and then the New York Knicks without Porzingis. They'll probably win that game. I can't imagine the energy in that building, but I don't know, maybe Dennis Smith will be awesome. Feb the 3rd, and then Tuesday the 5th, the Grizz. The Grizz host the Wolves. Jaron Jackson Jr. is obviously a factor. Very different than his father, obviously. Very different player, much taller, this and that. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Marcus Sol again, Carl, continue. Feed off the momentum of that second half where you finally overcame Marcus Sol a little bit because the guy just literally puts Carl in a quicksand, cuts the clamps down, and just shuts him down, and then occasionally manhandles the guy for 25 and 12. Carl, beat Marcus Sol. Carl, 
beat Marcus Gasol. You, you did it in the second half. You finally overcame it a little bit. You haven't officially overcame Marcus Gasol yet. This guy has owned Carl Anthony Towns forever. Carl, beat Marcus Gasol. Beat this team. Beat this team. And again, he's going to need help. I, I got to keep saying it. I expect Jared Bayless again to be a factor. That Bring in that energy. I Especially going against his former club, as he was there not that long ago. And he was a pretty tough player to play against for the Timberwolves. I remember Jared Bayless playing well against the Wolves as a member of the Grizzlies. I remember Bayless's games in Portland. I remember him all over the place. So he's had an interesting career as Jared Bayless. Uh, Indiana Pacers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you could go on forever. Um, boy. Um, Low-scoring game. <laughs> Low-scoring game against the Masters Grizzlies. Do the Timberwolves get it done? Do the Timberwolves score 101? Or do we get to 99? As 99 can often mean a win. 99 against the Grizzlies can mean a win. Because Grizzlies are going to only wind up with 89 in the game, right? Well, <clears throat> I don't know what to make of this. And there's a distinct possibility somebody is either traded at this point or is on the verge of being traded. Something. Um, I think the Wolves do make some type of deal, but it's going to be low-end. I don't think it's going to be this big blockbuster Wiggins to New York for Przingis. You know, the Knicks would not do that. If they want cap space, they're not trading for Andrew Wiggins. So nobody's going to trade for Wiggins unless they believe that he's the guy. Absolutely. He has a chance to be a lot better in their their, their team and their town than he is here in Minneapolis. So I don't know what to make of the trade deadline. I, I really don't know. Um, Jeff Teague, I don't think you can trade him because of the $19 million he's going to want to opt into next year. And he's gone from Iron Man to, uh, you know, <clears throat> I don't even know what to say anymore. A guy that gets hurt a lot, <laughs> injury prone, a guy who can't stay healthy. Does that sum it up? Memphis and the Wolves. Gosh, Wolves are going to beat Memphis. They got to 90. Let's just, uh, for the sake of they've got to, 99-96, Minnesota wins the game. Carl, get to 20 points. 20 points and 10 rebounds. Come on, Carl. Three blocks. Come on, Carl, you can do it. I know it's tough. I know it's tough, and I'm not being sarcastic. Marcus Stoll is a tough SOB. He's a freaking... Marcus Stoll is like golem. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like a big, giant golem. That's what Marcus Stoll is in the NBA. And Carl's going to have to overcome golem to win the game. Uh, he's, again, he's going to need help from Andrew Wiggins. A consistent, solid effort. Not 4 of 19, Andrew. you got to be better. you got to be better. It's going to be a boring brand of basketball, but the Wolves survive 99-96. And then you wrap things up with the oh, a team the Wolves never beat in Orlando. The Orlando Magic. We never beat them over there. Had an okay performance earlier in the year. Boy, we're trailing by a trillion points and then end up winning by like 20. That was kind of funny. Mohamed Bamba. Bamba. We got to beat a team with a guy named Bamba. <laughs> guy that's, you know, young and energetic, this and that. Nikola Vucevic, a legitimate all-star. And yes, Carl Anthony Towns did make the all-star team along with uh, Mr. <clears throat> LaMarcus Aldridge. So both of them did make it. Neither one of them got, uh, you know, neither one of them got uh, spurned for the All-Star game. So that's good. Another got snubbed or all that. DJ Augustine, Mr. Consistency. He's been around forever. Kind of a middle-level point guard. Just mid-level guy, obviously. Fournier can hit threes, but he hasn't this year a whole lot. Terrence Ross can hit threes. Augustine, 44% from downtown. That's pretty good. Even though he doesn't attempt that many. He attempts, well, he attempts four a game. So that's not that, that little... Um, Aaron Gordon, obviously, an athletic player. Kind of kind of similar to, uh, yeah, I don't really want to bring up Devin Booker a little bit. Not, not as unlikable as Devin Booker, certainly. Definitely a very athletic player. Gave Zach Levine fits in the slam dunk contest years ago. Very good player, obviously very athletic. But Orlando's got athletic players and good players, but they just never win. But for some reason, the Wolves never win in Orlando, and they need to. But I think the Wolves are going to go 1-2 and two again this week. And then you're going to lose to Denver, you're going to lose to Orlando, and we're going to be on the outside looking in still in the postseason, unfortunately. <sighs> Boy, uh, it's a weird matchup. It's never been fun playing the Magic. I've never really enjoyed playing this team. <laughs> it's always a headache, I, I think. Um, I don't even know what to make of it. Obviously, again, they're 10 games under 500. I mean, you got to beat this team. You really do, I feel. But I, I just, I'm frustrated with them. Uh, the Wolves did win by 17. This is on the 4th, so not even that long ago. Back on the 4th of Jan. They won by 17. 
Uh, Vucevic, 22 points in the game. Yeah, Fournier, he just, he hits shots, he's athletic, everything. He can kind of do a little bit of everything. Carl did have 29 and 15 in the game. I expect a little more of that. Uh, Jeff Teague was such a factor, but so you're going to expect a decent amount from Mr. Bayless. I mean, you, you have to. Bayless is the starting point guard right now. You're going to need help from somebody off the bench. I mean, Saric needs to step up. He had a very good game against the Magic. He needs to have like a 12, 15-point game, 10 rebound, 9 rebound, 8 rebound type of game. Hit about two or three threes, something like that, to really help this club down the stretch. Um, Carl, obviously, he's the straw that stirs the drink, and he's going to need help from guys like Wiggins, Bayless, Bayless of all people, yep, and Dario Saric needs to step up this week. I don't want to be passing out Flynn memorials to Darich the rest of the season. Uh, Saric, Darich to Saric the rest of the season. That would be greatly appreciated if that's the only one he gets this year. I probably should have given him a couple already, but I was being a little bit too nice and all that because he did a, he did mix in some solid games. Um, I don't like this matchup, though. I, I don't. On the road, anyway. You know what, though? I need to shut up. I think the Wolves are going to sweep the magic. I need to step out in good faith. The way Minnesota torched this team after Orlando like took a pretty sizable lead in target center. I was just irritated. I mean, Orlando was up by like 14 points in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And then the Wolves torched this team by 17 the rest of the night. That's what gives me hope. The Magic are not that good. Uh, how have they been in the teams, the, the game stream a bit in their last five? I, I thought I had it. <laughs> there. So we're going to have to back up a bit. But at the end of the day, this club is, you know, they're, they have good players, this and that. But it's the kind of matchup, to me, there's just no excuse. There's no excuse. The Timberwolves need to beat this team. They just do. Where do you go from here, though? Is Orlando very Memphis, like one out of their last five? They beat Indiana. Yep, see, again, no Oladipo, blah, 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 on the 31st. Just recently, you lose by four to Brooklyn. You lose by four to Washington. Yuck. You get beat by only five in Houston. Impressive game, actually. Uh, and then get slow. Well, they get beat by eight in Oklahoma City. They've kept every game close to their credit, Heather Leto, but they're just not a winning team. Minnesota will win the game. Minnesota's going to win the game 110 to 106. It's going to be a close type of game. Some free throws, this and that. Maybe a clutch shot by Carl Anthony Towns, by Andrew Wiggins, maybe hit some big clutch three or something that changes the game down the stretch and makes us all feel good about Andrew Wiggins for 24 hours again. With that said, Minnesota wins 110 to 110-106 over Orlando. Let's get to fan interaction after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion segment number three, fan interaction segment and wrap the show up. Let's open things up with a Twitter account at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion. Please give that a follow if you could on Twitter at Wolves Explosion. I said it three times now. <laughs> Sorry. So I want to thank Levi Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the most recent show. I appreciate it very much. Episode 248 reciprocals. Pretty cool stuff right there. And there's a little bit of commentary I believe from Levi, as I slide up here. Uh, what was this? Something brought up by Andrew Wiggins. Something I tweeted. Yep, and a couple people liked it. Looks like Levi and another person. Okay, my mavens. I was saying fascinating stat brought up by uh, tonight by Dave Benz. Yep, Andrew Wiggins averaging 7.5 rebounds a game since Ryan Saunders took over. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, he's and now it must be close to 8 after that 11-rebound game. That's pretty damn cool. Levi Brown. This was a, uh, He's talking about Jared Bayless here. I know he lost and he wasn't as effective in the fourth, but can't complain for a fourth string point guard, especially with all the minutes he's having to play in Jared Bayless's case. To me, he's literally a second string point guard in the NBA. He is. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a second string guy that deserves to be in a nine-man rotation in any team in the league at the end of the day. He's, he's fourth string on the Timberwolves because of the situation. Um, he's more accomplished than Tyus Jones. Uh, he's certainly, well, at least lately anyway, more durable than Derrick Rose and, and Jeff Teague. So we'll give him credit there. But then again, maybe I shouldn't say that because what was, where was Jared Bayless when we brought him to the Timberwolves? He was on the shelf, if you know what I mean. He was not healthy. So yeah. Um, at the same time though, he has been a pretty good spot starter in the NBA for years with teams like Memphis, 
and you know, uh, he's been all over the place. Philadelphia, he didn't really get to play. I could even kind of look him up here in a second. I'm, I just want to, but I mean, he's had a heck of a overall run here the past few games, and no, he's an accomplished player. He was actually supposed to go higher in the draft than uh, your guy Westbrook there, because I know you're a Thunder fan as well, Mr. Levi. So, <laughs> Jared Bayless, he was supposed to go higher than Westbrook that season, if you can believe it, but that goes to show you how the NBA draft could be. Yeah, he, he was even on Toronto. He was on the Pelicans for a short time. I think they're still the, yeah, they're still the Hornets. He was on Toronto. I do ba- vaguely remember that. I remember him pretty well in Memphis, especially the Bucks. That's right. And then he did play in Philly for an extended period last season and now with the Wolves this year. Um, so, yeah, he's been a bit of a journeyman, averaging, you know, up and down. I did talk about it when uh, the Wolves did acquire him. It's not like he's nobody. It's not like he's, you know, a 10-day contract guy. He's He's a... He's, he's a player that belongs in the NBA. It's just still, I do understand what you mean by fourth string. That's what he was in this club because, you know, there are so many other players ahead of him on this stage. Let's get to Facebook. First, we'll give a shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army, get, encouraging you to join that page if you could. Give it a like, in-game threads, blah, 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 Timberwolves discussion. Trevor Wickerin, the founder of that page, thank you very much for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. And I'm more than happy to give you shout-outs and encourage my listeners to join your page and join the discussion. That would be terrific. So, now let's get to the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Thanks again. I did uh, post that 11 years ago today, this was on January 28th, my podcasting career started with Paladino Live, episode 1. So, 11 years I've been podcasting now. Over well over 700 episodes when you combine this show and Purple Mafia and Brave the Wild and then even uh, Showtime and T-Wolves with Vince Germano, 15 episodes, uh, 22 episodes with Paladino Live. Yep, and remember, I split that into Purple Mafia and Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. Originally, though, I kept going with Paladino Live. I just took the Vikings out because Purple Mafia was the first, you know, of the current shows to debut, to debut that's still around all these years later in April of that year. And then Paladino Live got uh, disintegrated in the later stages of summer and started things with uh, these shows in August, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild. So fun. I even used to talk about the Twins a little bit on that show because I was given the green light to do that. But I don't know. The Twins seemed to have a ton of podcasters back then, so I didn't want to get into that. Now, unfortunately, there's podcasts, a trillion podcasts for every team and every state. And what do you do? It is what it is. So, commentary from Levi Brown out of New Zealand. He says, hopefully there's another 11 years to come. And thank you so much, Levi. Tanae Brown says, brilliant, mate. Thanks for the endless hours of entertainment. Looking forward to many more years of listening, I hope. And I was telling him, I can't thank you enough, my dear friend. Meeting great people like you makes this show more than worth it. And I mean that oh so much. 11 years. And, I mean, I've met you guys from New Zealand. Tanae Brown, Levi Brown from New Zealand. Vince Germano. Wayne Hunt, and Stu Benson, and, and many others from Australia. Kalen Woods, uh, Brenton Cunningham. Uh, there's so many, and I don't want <laughs> There's so many great people. Um, Going to give a shout-out to Pumpa, too. Yeah, I mean, so many of you. I, I could go on. Uh, uh, Train, yep. <laughs> Mr. Train there, yep. Oh, I love Train. He's a great guy, too. Uh, also from that Bendigo area. I'm blanking now. I'm blanking. Um, Aussie Wolf, absolutely. Nigel Southern. He was the first one, actually. The very, very first one. He's the he's the beginning of uh, meeting guys from Australia on this Timberwolves Explosion page. And, man, I could just go on and on and on. Uh, Dan May. Oh, absolutely. Yep, Dan May. Who could forget? He posts on here. Philip Brown, Knicks fan. I can imagine his frustration right now. I've met so many great people. Uh, again, um, Lucas Quayle out of South Dakota. What a great guy. Great guy. And, yep, he's been a... Off and on, regular listener, I would say. I, I think he, yeah, he he gets behind a bit because he's a busy guy like we all are. I get behind on some podcasts. Uh, there's a new courtside show out. I need to get to that. I was kind of stuck and working late and crap. That's about, It came out about three days ago. But yes, of course, the courtside podcast, highly recommended. I met a lot of you around that time, 2012, 2013-ish, around that time. 2012 was when I first started, uh, when I happened onto the courtside podcast, first started listening to that regularly. And I uh, haven't stopped since, haven't missed a single episode since, and I don't plan on missing a single episode as long as that show is posted out there, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, actually, well, I don't know if it's on Stitcher, but I know it's on Podbean, and of course Google Podcasts basically has everything that iTunes has, so good stuff. 
and I'm glad that Google Podcast does provide that. Uh, thank you guys so much, though. I, I just can't thank you enough. That means oh so much to me. I posted that the Timberwolves did sign Mr. Cannon. Mr. Cannon out of Murray State Racer. He was a Murray State Racer. The Murray Ledger and Times. What do you think of that uh, column? What do you think of that newspaper there that I posted? Uh, pretty cool Luka Doncic uh, shoes here. The guy's got some taste. And now he's got another guy, guy to fight some ghosts with him. He's got the Ghostbuster shoes. That's cool. Pretty cool stuff with the Slimer logo and everything. The Nike logo with Slimer kind of, well, just the color and dripping and all that. And, of course, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man in the back there. The big, giant Stay Puff Marshmallow uh, Man. Uh, looks like a Staler, of course, if a lot of you remember the good old 80s. And the early 90s, I suppose, with the TV show. I think it was mostly 80s, though. Ghostbusters is not new. It's it's old school, and it's great. Um what else is like, oh, yep, and Porzingis. Porzingis is going to join. He's going to be another Ghostbuster there in Dallas. So that, that that makes me smile. makes me feel okay. As annoyed as I am that Dallas is going to get good now, and it just makes the West impossible. And I don't know. I guess if anybody beats the Warriors, go them. It's it's the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are my favorite team, and my second favorite team is whoever's playing against the Warriors on that night, even if it's the bleeping Blazers. Or, yeah, they are the Nuggets, too. Uh, okay, I do have a post from... Levi Brown on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. He says, wasn't able to watch today's game. This must have been that. Yep, that was the yucky Memphis game. That is what it was. Wasn't able to watch today's game against Memphis, but yeah, he even said it. Duh, my bad. But how did we squeak out a win with Wiggins going 4 of 19, Cat going 7 of 17, and Bayless both top scoring and playing nearly 44 minutes? Of course, I did catch Cat's game winner. Yep, the putback and all that. It was awful basketball. It was awful basketball, Levi. It really was. I was basically telling him the reason why Cat had such minimal numbers is because he got everything, and I mean everything in the second half. I mean, that's why. I never saw it before. I mean, no points, no rebounds, yet he did everything in the second half. So that's just weird. Uh, major foul trouble. Uh, that's why his minutes were low. Wiggins just, you know, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that Dallas, that's why the Dallas Mavericks might be the Timberwolves because they're Ghostbusters. And Wiggins is a ghost sometimes. I mean, he's a ghost. I mean, what else can you say about the guy? Casper the friendly ghost, Wiggins the friendly ghost, Wiggins this, Wiggins that. And the freaking Memphis Grizzlies are slimer. I think that's why we won. They're very slow, and they slowed us down. They slimed us. They made us slow, and, they, and their uniforms are kind of green, I guess. Not quite as lime green as those are, uh, as a slimer would be uh, anyway. Um, but, shoot, that was really something. Um, difficult, difficult game, but the Wolves did survive because Memphis is not that good and because uh, Carl just kind of, <laughs> well, he kind of took over, so to speak, and that was great to see. With that said, thank you very much for your interaction. Please tell your friends about the show if you could. Please call into the phone lines one way or another, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. It is goes to the same number anyway through Facebook Messenger. You just go through it the same way with your cellular connection or your you know Wi-Fi, whatever it is, your cellular data because it's Internet. And it gets in that way. And then, of course, the best route, I think, is the audio submission route, which Janae has used. And Trish Posterino used one as well at one point. I uh, hope to hear from Trish Posterino again. That would be great. Jules Posterino as well. You know, any of you. <laughs> Wayne Hunt. But, uh, yep, I missed getting posts from you. But then again, thanks very much, Levi, who's also very, very, very welcome to call in one way or another with the audio submission. The uh, free voice recording application on any device on the planet can be used. Just treat it like a phone call, save it, and send it to PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. PaladinoLive at Yahoo.com. All of this information will be in the show description for copy and paste or whatever you like to do purposes. That's how you can get there. I will then, again, <laughs> I will then upload it and, of course, turn it into an MP3 file, convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Zumzar or Converto.com. I can only thank those websites enough by giving them a free plug because they give me a free service as well. So you need to convert something into an MP3 or whatever. There, those are the sites to go to. So there it is, as long as it's not too big. Then, and then there's a small charge, <laughs> which is common sense, like three gigs or something. Yeah, okay. They're not going to do that for free. With that said... The schedule is going to be altered a bit next week because I have a 
a very minor doctor's appointment. No surgery, nothing. It's just a, it's just a physical. I'm just going to be open about it. It's just a physical. We get these every year. And the schedule had to be on Friday. So I'm going to probably do the show on Thursday, I'm thinking. No. I Yeah, I'm th- I possibly will do the show on Thursday. Or I might stretch it into Saturday, depending on how things go. But that's where I'm guessing it's going to head. Just, just giving you a heads up about that coming in. It's tough, because obviously Brave the Wild has to move to Wednesday if I do that. Or... I don't know. So it's going to be an interesting schedule, but I very unlikely will be able to record the show on February the 8th with the little physical there. There's just not enough time in the day to do it because I have to go to my regular job not too long after that. With that said, I wish all of you a great week, and hopefully the Timberwolves can overcome and at least go 2-1 this week.